And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. All right, welcome to another edition of the Streaking the Line podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I've got Caroline with me. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Not too much. And we've also got Paul again. Paul, hello. What's up? How are you? I am stuffy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, stuffy. So if, I, if I hack and sneeze all the way through this thing, I blame it on Indiana. Okay, well, Fair. speaking of which, we're going to spend half an hour arguing about if they should have gone for two or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the agenda for the podcast. No, I mean, we got a lot to talk about, obviously, about the Indiana game. How upset are you two that you switched your prognostications to wins where I was right and told you they were still going to lose? <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, how upset are you? Uh, no, this this is the this is this is why I don't listen to Caroline. Yeah, yeah. I'm only like a five. I'm like eh, whatever. <laughs> they were close. They did they beat, the, beat spread. the spread. It's because Caroline cares more about Virginia than I care about being right, mm-hmm. which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone yeah. should care about Virginia more than I care about being right because I care <laughs> about being right a lot. Yeah. That might be it. yeah. If if people are eclipsing your caring amount that might be un- to an unhealthy degree but yeah. uh, anyway let's let's go over some impressions from the indiana game uh you know it's like i said in my write-up it's hard to really take a lot of uh definitive uh, impressions away from a, a, a tropical storm uh type of game i mean ramsey the qb for indiana obviously is a playmaker and seemed to just make enough plays to keep them in the lead and virginia made a lot of plays and maybe let a few get away we're at the the exact wrong moments uh i know there were a lot of ups and downs but caroline how are you feeling uh as the team sits at one at one yeah there's a few things that i'm concerned about namely run defense but i'll come back to that because I think part of it is you'll see a lot of things. The weather was terrible. Yes, both teams did play in the terrible weather. Um, And I think where there were more drops than usual for Virginia, and I think that can be attributed to – we've all seen Oz make ridiculous catches. And um, Should he have been wearing gloves? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Did that have an impact? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, But there were definitely some drops that were uncharacteristic of guys that we've seen make catches before, whereas I think Indiana – they pulled in some catches that they probably couldn't repeat if they tried them a hundred more times, like that guy that caught it behind his leg. Um, so am I going to get mad at the secondary over that? No. Am I going to go on further weeks being concerned about that type of playmaking? No. So the defense as a whole, honestly, outside of a tough stretch in the first quarter was honestly pretty good. 
you can look at the fact that a, a freshman or redshirt freshman for them, Stevie Scott, mm-hmm. hauled it, you know, racked up 200 yards. Um, but it was a bend, don't break type thing for the defense. They gave up zero points in the second half. You literally cannot ask them to do much more. And so, yeah. What I mean, what do you, I, I have a hard time getting too ticked off because sure they let him pick up some big yard runs, but. And that's a position that we knew was a concern was the defensive line. So was part of that they were more concerned or hedging about Ramsey because he's gashed them before or was there other stuff going on? So long story short, it sucked to lose. It sucked to lose like that because they were close and they, they were in it and they made some great plays. Um, but in the long run on the preseason prediction, I predicted as a win or a loss I mean and the only reason I changed it was because I thought the weather might have had a bigger impact than it did on them I think it's a good point that they they clearly had made some adjustments and clearly the scoreboard for the defense in the second half is undeniable I mean you don't give up any points uh you've done your job you you still you know they were getting gashed up the middle over and over by that guy I mean he ran for over 200 yards yeah and maybe some of that, to your point, is because they're focused on Ramsey and his ability, and we saw why. Um, you know, it, it, I don't think anyone's given them an, an A, even an A for the second half, even though they no, shut out, you can't give them because the, the Indiana held the ball for so long. Yeah. Uh, it limited the chances that the UBA had to come back. Uh, but, but here's, yeah. Here's the, know, here's the flip side on the run defense thing, though, mm-hmm. is they weren't – yeah, they got gashed. They got, they got beat for a lot of yards. But it wasn't because the defensive line was getting blasted four yards off the ball. It, sure. it was. It wasn't that they were running through great gaping holes straight from the snap. It the defense was playing its run fits correctly, but they had a running back that had the right style of patience of waiting for a 290-pound offensive lineman to move a 240-pound linebacker out of the way after three seconds, mm-hmm. yeah. picking up the five yards. Like, it was – it was. I think if they had – maybe if they had used one of their – if, if it was one of those starting running backs, if it was Ellison or Cole Guest, a guy that's going to hit the hole harder, yeah, maybe run without the same patience, maybe they – I think that yeah, that was that was the thing that was that was frustrating to watch because there's only so much more you can do about that. It's the it's the same frustration that opposing teams get watching Levian Bell when he actually shows up. Is <laughs> it's the dance and then cut and then get 20 yards, and that's yeah. There, there's only so much. I think the scheme was executed pretty well. Um, and I think the scheme itself was correct. It's just it they it credit to Indiana for playing well against that mm-hmm. scheme and and that execution. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anyone saying Indiana is a, a bad team is wrong. But you know, yeah. I think I think this season's going to prove that. Um, but you know, this this is a team that was favored to be EVA and and did and not by much. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's there's a lot to be discouraged about for the rest of the year, so to speak. Obviously it's a disappointing loss and particularly because they had the chance to win it. But do you see anything that maybe has made you more pessimistic about a specific unit or a specific player, just the team's ability to do something specifically? Um, I think the outside of, like I said, outside of that first 10 minutes of the game, I guess. Um, 
when they had the bad de- as much as we praised them for the good decision on special teams last week about calling the fair catch on the onside's kick. Um, Joe Reed fumbling the return, he could have called a fair catch and gotten in the 25. Like, not a great choice. But again, like, stuff happens. He's out there. He thinks he can make the play. He's a, you know, explosive return guy. Um, they, if they don't turn that over, like, I, I, I think Virginia wins. Okay. And there's a bunch of different things along the way yeah, that can yeah. be said. I mean, like, if the, main... if the refs make the, don't overturn the first down that Hasis Dubois got, then maybe Virginia wins the game. There's a lot of, like, other things that happened, obviously. But you look at that first series and that's tough. So no, in the long run, there's not anything that I saw this week that I was like, well, we're screwed. We're going to win one game and it's already happened. Um, I do wish that they had, and I hate that we're saying this already because we gave so many compliments last week, but give Jordan Ellis the ball, (laughs) (laughs) give him the ball. And I don't know how many of it, of the times that Bryce decided to keep it um with those I don't know what the, the pirouettes were new the the multiple turn the fake turns um so I Why, yeah. yeah in the rain I just, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a counter option look it's the same thing why it's I was thinking about this as I was um walking home from work today that the we don't run a spread offense mm-hmm. like that's that's the the mental shift is away from it's not going to be a four wide receiver set it's not going to be three wide receiver it's going to they're going to line up with two wide a tight end and two running backs in the backfield um and it is it is a triple option offense out of essentially a pistol look most of the time um and with some motions some in front but it is it is a power run game it is much more similar to georgia tech to navy and to a team like new mexico than it is to you know Oklahoma, Clemson, even if you're yeah. not looking at that level of talent, that level, that style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's, I don't know. I, I, that's one of the things I think frustrated me the most. One of the things that I'm most concerned about is, is how conservative the play calling got. And some of that was because they were backed up a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you, you say you can't, you can't really ask the defense to do too much more. I think they put the offense in some really bad field position um, at times. And I think that was part of why the offense didn't get much going is because in the rain, you're not going to try a whole bunch when you're at your own nine. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, yeah, I, I was disappointed. The first series I thought was called extremely well, the, yeah. the perfect RPO to Cali, you know, to get it down to the two or whatever. Um, that's, that's the kind of offense that can just gash teams that that's that type of play is designed to make the defense make the wrong decision, no matter what decision they make mm-hmm. and get six yards a game, six yards of play. Yeah. Uh, and then, then all of a sudden that went away after that. And I think most of it was because of field position, but I think some of it was over correcting for field position mm-hmm. and taking too much off the table. I think there's some decision making on Perkins's part that that obviously didn't go well, and I think with any mobile QB and an option QB, they're never gonna always make the right option. You know, they're not always yeah. gonna select the correct choice. But especially he, not the second game, he was pulling it down a little too quickly to to get you know positive play. Uh, very often, particularly in the second half. I mean, I think my biggest issue with the camera work was we had no idea what was he seeing, you know, and maybe everyone was covered and he's going, oh, crap, I got to run it again. This play isn't working. 
well, fine, but did that happen eight times? You know, I, I doubt it. I mean, when you've got two linebackers obviously spying the quarterback, two, two of them, <laughs> that means people are open. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's no yeah. way people weren't open. Um, so I think it was a little hesitant to throw it at times, and obviously the rain could have something to do with that. I think it, was it was his first game ever in the rain. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, a kid from Arizona, or played in Arizona his whole career. And none like, of this is using the weather as an excuse. It's just saying yeah. this is why. If, you, if <laughs> you, know, you don't play into the fact that there's a quarterback who's in his second game after not, you know, like, the, we know his story. We know what he's been through, where he's gone, like, what he's come back from. Second game in a torrential downpour. And, yes, I get it. They also played in it. Like maybe their cleats are better and we need to figure out what they had, uh, whatever. But two of one of the touchdowns was the defender slipped. Um, and then one is bad coverage. Um, it, I mean, that's just, I think that is what it is. It was too easy. They had a height, dis, you know, height, height advantage between the wide receiver and the corner and they scored an easy touchdown that first touchdown. So, or the, maybe that was the second one either way. Um, yeah, that was, I think Jordan Ellison, like, yeah, those are good points about things to look at for the next game, but none of those things that I saw um, was anything that I'd be like, well, we're toast, write the team off, they're terrible, we're screwed. No matter what, they have to give Jordan Ellis the ball more than they did Yeah, this yeah, past weekend. Also, if only because we can't have Bryce Perkins taking hits like that every week. That That's many right. hits repeatedly, like, you know, it just yeah. – to, to answer my own initial question, uh, uh, I'm more concerned than I was earlier – just about drops and i know it was raining but i you know i don't care <laughs> like there were too yeah. many drops and um, i thought some and, of the passes were pretty good the key is dropping balls is not a new thing it, it it's not a just when it rains or just this game thing this i mean this is something he's addressed that I guess in my mind, he always makes these circus catches. Well, so yeah, like, he's made like, some good catches, too. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> no, I'm not saying yeah. you're wrong. I'm saying in my mind, I'm like, what are you talking about, Pierce? Like, he catches everything. He catches these crazy passes. But, yeah, mm. you're right. It is a uh, – yeah. So, anyway, that, that, that would be my, you know, area of concern that I wasn't as concerned about <laughs> before the Indiana game. Uh, we talk a little more about uh, some stats that stick out. Obviously, giving up a 200-yard rusher uh, is is never good. Um, you know, Perkins went through it because of those drops. The making only 12 of 24 isn't strong, but one's a hail mary. Uh, you know, a fewer drops. Like I, th- I thought, when he threw the ball, it he did pretty well. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it. I was not impressed. I think Bryce has a better arm than he gives himself credit for, um, and I, I that there looked like hesitation. Um, there was there was one I think really bad missed interference call that they ran um, an absolutely beautiful Mills concept that had Kelly on the deep post um, that the safety the, the guy covering him under undercut it and it really it broke up broke up the pass by basically breaking up Kelly's line of sight to the ball mm-hmm. but otherwise that pass showed what Bryce can do that that's the Mills concept is a is a difficult 
you're, you're running an in uh, from the inside receiver and a deep post from the outside receiver. And the ability to hit the deep post is one of the hallmarks of a professional caliber arm. And he almost hit it. I mean, if, if mm-hmm. he he should have led Kelly more to the inside, it looked like to me, instead of trying to go over the top like he did. But it's it's the fact that but for a questionable interference call, that's a touchdown from 45 yards out. Um, gives me, I think he's, as Bryce settles into the offense, um, the the ability to hit the deep pass combined with the option game underneath is going to create a pretty potent attack. Uh, but Bryce has to feel more comfortable with his arm. I think one of the stats, and speaking of pass interference, um, I think it was it was Joey Blunt that had three called on him in the game and I don't know at least two yeah I don't know that I, I didn't rewatch the game and again I will say my view I don't want to have two weeks in a row where I just bitch and complain about <laughs> watching the games because there used to be a time when not every game was on TV or whatever <laughs> um the thing with like the Big Ten network was terrible like they had the wrong downs and distance several times yeah. and take the line to gain off like it was just extremely difficult oh, to watch yeah. the game on Big Ten network and hope we don't have to do that again anytime soon obviously not this season but um there were so I don't I didn't rewatch it in the moment of course just being like super into it I'm like oh it wasn't interference I think two of it them was. were clear two of them were clearly <laughs> interference. yeah he, two of them were clearly interference. Yeah. one of them I thought was questionable yeah um do I have a like overarching concern about his ability to play defense now no is this something I'm going to yeah, watch yeah. out for in the next couple games yeah that needs to you just can't you can't extend drives for the other team like that and they know that like it's not anything new you know what I mean like mm-hmm. but that's speaking of stats it's something I just I was like eh, no, no, absolutely that's it's too many even if you're playing super great every other way yeah yeah right. right um well why don't we hand out uh more optimistic things uh we'll go to our our three stars of the game new segment uh caroline you get to go first this week yes. uh, if you want to hand out your star of the game i do everyone knows i love lester coleman lester coleman is getting my star he was a superstar um <laughs> He just punted the hell out of the ball. And there were situations in which it could have been way worse, I think, for Virginia, if not for some of those some of those great punts that he had. Um, and he, he gets my star this week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he, he kept them in the game almost single-handedly. You know, obviously yeah, there were lots of people who played pretty well. but his, He's, his he's the best. Good. I love him. It's the uh, only time I'm like, yay, the punter. It's because I <laughs> really good, and I like to see it. Like, at least if we have to punt, like, we have a good punter. Like, whatever. Very true. Uh, Paul? All right, I'm going to spin my star on also – I'm going to conflate it with a talking point that Pierce okay. alluded to at the top of the – I'm giving my, my star to Bronco Mendenhall kicking the, the – going for one instead of going for two. Oh, okay. Ba, 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 ba. I know you're Here's upsetting what? people who aren't on the podcast right at, now. But. At that time, score situation in the game, mm-hmm. if you go for two and do not get it, your win percentage is 35%. If you go, kick the field goal, kick the extra point and get it, your win percentage is 40%. If you go for two and get it, your win percentage is 45%. 
if you assume that kicking the extra point is a 100% certainty, which for Wait, how eight, fast are you traveling east? Uh, there's it's the Two rabbit hits the train. The oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the taking the, the single point after as a hundred percent, which for AJ Magia is a legit that he hasn't missed one. Um, if that's 100%, then you have to assume that there is a better than 50% chance of getting the two-point conversion to make it worth going for the two. The yeah. best season in the history of college football for season-long two-point conversion percentages is 47%. Mm-hmm. It, it mathematically does not make sense to go for two in that situation. What All of the momentum or do you think you're going to score again? It's right. just purely by win percentage. Right. It was the correct call to kick the one. So the math supports going for one. Uh, I supported going for one. I wouldn't have been upset had they gone for two. Had they gone for two and missed it, obviously I would have been like, well, that was stupid. But you know, <laughs> like, I, I, would, I understand the reasoning, um, but... You know, it didn't make sense. And, and another point I was discussing about this was if you sacrifice those points because you're more like you're more likely not going to get that two point conversion, then you know you the the difference if you score a touchdown again, then their field goal wins the game for them. You know, if they you know like all the stuff down the road is worse, <laughs> right. obviously because you have fewer points. But still, it's it's because it's not statistically likely to happen, that's a lot to sacrifice for, for just saying, well, then we'll only need a field goal. But, you know, with all the football left in the game. Turns out they needed that field goal. Hindsight, obviously frustrating uh, that they weren't able to score any more points. But that decision probably wasn't why. And I think Caroline agrees. So we're three for yeah. three on that. I just, it's so early. you got to take the points. Yeah, you're not going to. Yeah. You know, no, no PTI arguing. And about even this. with the way the rest of the game played out, is there anything in the history of the last two years of Virginia football kicking that makes you think they would have hit a 45 yard right. field goal in the rain? Right. Exactly. In the game as t- yeah. to tie the game right. as time right. expires. And then if they tried to go Sorry. for the field goal and missed it, then they would have said that he should have just taken a long shot at the end zone. Like it's just, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. I Somebody that wants to criticize Bronco Mendenhall was going to criticize Bronco Mendenhall. No They're matter. Find a way to do it. Happen yeah. unless they win. All right. Well, now we've come to a conclusion that anyone who thought that they should go for two just wants to bitch about the coaching staff and really doesn't know anything about football. So you can add me at you get slots. Twitter handle the UVA to, fool at the UVA fool. If you're upset no, with anything you, that's being said, you should just yeah, tweet. Yeah, uh, yeah. We are all at the UVA fool on Twitter. Uh, anyway, um, my star is obviously Juan Thornhill. Uh, great player. Another interception. Getting some ACC uh, recognition this week once again. I've never seen it's one awesome. of those blocked extra points to yeah. a touchdown, and that was. Don't call it I a was, safety. Yeah, my bad, y'all. <laughs> Don't call it a safety. I was like, it's two points. Those are called safeties. And the stats say 98 yards still, so I'm going with 98 yards. Everybody. <laughs> no, no, no one even <laughs> recognizes what you're talking about, so don't worry about it. Let it go. There's someone listening that's like, whoa. Swage your concerns. <laughs> anyway, um, he gets my star. Juan is, is a playmaker, obviously, and we need more of that going into the Ohio game. 
the Ohio Bobcats have only played one game of football this season, and they struggled mightily to get past the Howard Bison. Are they the Bison? Yeah, the Fighting Mike Londons. Well, yeah. I was going to say, everybody knows that Howard's coach was a cop. And so, 38-32, Ohio beat Howard. Um, Howard, not known to be that great, and Ohio has a reputation of this not being a gimme game. Obviously, it's not a gimme game because it's UVA football. We don't have those. Uh, But Ohio is a pretty decent team. Noted, I think, in all our previous stuff, you would say the running attack is really their reputation. And they struggled to beat Ohio, but now they have had a week to prepare um, for a much, hopefully, better opponent at UVA. Uh, you know, the, the who's are favored by almost a touchdown, right? Six, six and a half or so. Paul, what, what's your impression after seeing, at least seeing UVA play twice? I don't know what we can really take away from Ohio's first game uh, that we didn't know or think in, in the preseason, but maybe you disagree. Yeah, I, the, the fact that uh, Virginia really struggled to stop the run, um, against Indiana gives me gives me pause um I think Ohio's attacks a little bit more option based uh which I think the defensive scheme is is better suited to stop than like we were talking about that sort of patient jitterbug uh back um and Howard ran all over um Ohio so I, I think there's um a good sign and and through for a lot so i mean their their quarterback had 439 yards passing and nine another 93 yards on the ground for four total touchdowns so his plug, last name is newton though correct he it's correct cam newton's <laughs> yeah. little brother yeah so, so let's plug another nfl player paul perkins little brother in against that same defense and i think i think bryce will have a, a, a decent game uh hopefully they'll just give jordan the damn ball a lot um, I, I like I like Virginia's chances. Preach it, Caroline. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think with Paul, it'll be interesting. I having only one game to go off of is obviously tough because I mean, what can you take from? Um, there was a ton of offense in that game, not a lot of defense. Ohio had 423 yards of offense. Howard had 645 yards of offense, which is just bonkers insane. Like Paul said, they had like 480 yards of passing. Um, he threw it 53 times. I mean, it's just, they're getting 10 yards per pass play. Like it's just nuts. So maybe we see a little bit more of what Perkins can do with his arm. Um, obviously yeah. if there's a guy, you know, like I'm not comparing Kalen Newton is a fantastic football player. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of the same skills that, that his older brother has. And in no way am I saying Bryce Perkins is a, you know, Cam Newton knockoff, but um, I think you can do some of the same kind of stuff. He is real big and real fast. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so and, and so, it's not a it's not an unfair person to reference, I guess. Exactly. I think it's so it's kind of interesting actually to see how the two will compare. Um, they they were susceptible to a lot of things. I'm actually kind of surprised they only gave up 161 yards rushing um, mm. that Ohio did, but um, they only rushed for 146. So that makes me feel a little bit better about yeah. You know, that's less than Stevie Scott had on on his own. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they give us plenty to worry about, worry about with the rushing for sure, and every everybody knows that at this point. But I, I think you're spot on that 
that their defense can't be that good. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how could it possibly? So, uh, you know, you, you, I think I agree with that. You tend to go with the home team and, you know, when the both teams have some ups and downs and it seems to be uh, relatively even or maybe a little bit towards the home team, I think we're all probably picking W's. Do you think also, this is the definitively. yeah? Do you think this is a point where this is a must win? Already, it really, it's it's it it's going to set them up um, to make a bowl game. It, it's going to set them up really difficult, looking really difficult for the the conference if they don't win it. Uh, you know, you hope they can beat Liberty, though. You know, Liberty took ODU behind the woodshed and came, yeah. but, and then they, they got beat pretty significantly week two. So who knows? Maybe that says, says more about ODU. Um, yeah. But you, you hope they can beat Liberty. And then you, if they don't beat Ohio, obviously that's four wins in the ACC. That's, that's, that's a tough it's ask tough. for a big yeah. team, even with the ACC looking largely uh, trash. Like it's <laughs> not looking great, Bob, not great. No, they're certainly and, not. I mean, and I say that in a positive way because Pitt, got embarrassed again and after they hung with yeah. them in the first half so Pitt had a terrible showing yeah i don't know what unc is doing like Only legitimately Virginia i Tech don't know what like they're a, doing a real football team um and so even far. then how much do you take from the florida state win i i have my own thing about like maybe i just refuse to give virginia tech credit but there's a lot that virginia tech should have scored way more points in that game like they had remarkable field position the entire second half yeah. and only scored one touchdown late in the fourth quarter like they were inside the 40 every time they got the ball. Like yeah. there's, they, sh- I don't know why they were, if it was, us, yeah. you know, dissecting the game after I would be like, why didn't we score more points? I think That's you're right it. that the, the Sanford game hurts the Hokies, uh, you know, sh- shine yeah, on, on the FSU game, but they, good Lord, Florida state, their defense looked, what are you doing? looked you know, standard strong. Sure for them but, and but the receivers made some plays that you know you're expecting yeah. from a core that lost a lot of people right. anyway the Hokies regardless of how good they are or not yeah. they look like the class of the coastal for sure Miami definitely showed out better in their second game dropped 77 points like that's they I think they were out to be like hey everyone forget about week one mm-hmm. <laughs> we did not do well um, but then you look at Duke. I mean, they've got injury issues now. Like Daniel Jones is out indefinitely. Um, and so is the backup quarterback. So they might have a Maryland situation from a couple years ago where they're playing a linebacker quarterback mm-hmm. and crossing their fingers. So, but also that would have been one of the biggest tests for tech coming up because tech had the big first game and then they have kind of three weeks of twiddling their thumbs because they have ODU next week. Yeah, I think so, Miami's good. I, you know, obviously yeah. they, they're not in the same league as, as LSU, but um, yeah, it would be quick to write them off yeah. as a good football team. They're probably they're at a championship level because of quarterback play, um, yeah. but they've got the athletes. They're going to beat the crap out of some people, um, particularly some of these coastal opponents. Maybe UVA is, is better than some of these other coastal I'm feeling opponents. better about Louisville, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me, I'm feeling better about that that my you know scandalous pick for a w there yeah like because they i mean i like i won't make fun of anyone for getting stomped by alabama because <laughs> well, i don't would, yeah. i don't want bama like no, no. at no point ever do i want bama i'm yeah. already concerned about playing georgia in two years so yeah. let's let's be honest but i think that you look at their next game and they were in a close one with illinois state or whatever it was indiana yep, state yep. for way longer in that game than they should have been um so it'll be interesting to see. The Coastal is wide open. I don't know what to make of Georgia Tech after that USF game. So I'm hesitant to say that it's must win, but I'm with you in the sense like 
this would put them in a very good situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it makes it a lot more doable just in appearance. I think you can look at that ACC slate and see three wins. Um, and, and that includes them perhaps dropping a game that they shouldn't drop, which, you know, most teams do. So yeah. you got to factor that buffer game in for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we can close things up there. To, you know, stay tuned to the blog, uh, dear listeners, for uh, more stuff about the Ohio game. I mean, the weather, we you know, it's going to be a nightmare coming yeah. through Virginia. But I guess it will depend on the timing uh, about how that impacts uh, the football game. But yeah, talk hopefully about a bad situation would be yeah. um, postponing or canceling it. Oh, then, yeah, yeah. Well, then we'll, get maybe a little bit more dire when it comes to bowl games. We'll get into that if that worst-case <laughs> scenario does yeah. happen. But uh, <laughs> until then, we'll, we'll be back next week. And uh, until then, go who's. iPhone 10R is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone 10R on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. An ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow, that's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.